Blog Talk Radio. I'll have some good days. I'll have some hills to climb. I'll have some weary days. And some lonely nights. But when I, when I look around, and I think things over. All of my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly. The road. I ask the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? But He knows what's best for me. Even though I was leading people, 
I allowed people to put hate in my heart. And if something would have happened to them, it wouldn't have bothered me a bit. If I found out that they had an accident in the morning and been called on the go, it wouldn't have bothered me a bit because I had hatred in my heart. And God told me that was wrong, and I didn't know it. I didn't know it was wrong. I mean, because, you know, no one told me anything different, but God told me that that was wrong. Even though they did me wrong, I had to love me anyway. That was hard to do. That was very hard to do. So I want to share some scripture this evening in that area that God has given me about hatred because it's so easy to hate. It's so easy to let someone make you angry at them and hate them and want to hurt them, even murder them. You look at look at look at Cain. Look how angry Cain was. Nobody didn't do nothing. All he was man, he killed his brother just because of disappointing God. He was angry because God uh, rejected his offering. God didn't reject, listen, God didn't reject him. God rejected his offering. He was still all right with God. It was just his offering that was messed up. And whenever God didn't accept his offering, he got so mad with his brother. Then when his brother went to the field one day, there, you know, brother not even knowing that he got such mess in his heart. So you don't know when people got hate in their heart. Amen. Only you know you got hate in your heart. You never know who ever got hate in their heart towards you. And, and so that's why it's so bad because it's a hidden thing. And don't nobody see it until it's too late. Uh, if Abel had known that Cain was going to kill him that day in the field, he would have never went to the field. He would have never went out there. He, he went out there thinking that his brother loved him because he went with two of them, two brothers. And he loved Cain, and he thought that Cain loved him. But Cain was so upset and disappointed because God uh, rejected his offering. He killed his brother in the field that day. And then he had the audacity when God asked him where his brother was. He told me, am I my brother's keeper? We do things, and then we think God don't know. I have noticed. God, God said every hair on our head been numbered. Every sparrow fall to the ground. God knows about it. So how did God don't know that I got hatred or jealousy or envy or lust or whatever's in my heart? He knows all things. But let's, let's go into the strip. That's what the Word of God says. First, John, please write these down. It'll do you good to go back and look at them because I'm going to go through them kind of rapidly but not too fast. I'm going to fill your plate up. I hope you got a bowl because a plate ain't going to be able to hold all this this evening. First, John 3 and 15, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has entered, have, have eternal life abiding in him. Can I say that again? Everyone that me and you, no matter who we are, what title we hold, what position we in, how much money we got, what's our possession, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding him. In 1 John 4 and 20, if you say, if anyone say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. But he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. Now, think about that. that, that, that that's kind of understandable. Here you is, see me every day. I see you every day. We fellowship with one another every day. You hate me, and you see me. But yet you talking about you love a spiritual God, a God that you ain't never seen. Don't know where he look like, don't know what he shake, don't know where he stay. But yeah, oh, you running all over the church, turning over a benches. Sweating up all your clothes on Sunday morning, talking about you love God, speaking all in tongues, all that anointing, seeing angels flying through the air. You done got all into the prophetic and still can't love that man across the street that live from you. I still can't love that woman that, that is on your job. Uh-huh. I still don't love that person that is in your family that did something to you. 
Now you can't love them, but yet you love God. God said we align. Whenever I say that I love him, but I don't love the enemy or the things that come against me to try to mess with my feelings. It's our emotion. See, God wants us to be like him. He wants us to love in spite of. That way everybody get a chance to go to heaven. He don't want us to hate. He don't want us to wish they go to hell. You know how we say we, say we wish you go to hell? He don't want us to wish nobody go to hell. He wants us to wish they go to heaven. Leviticus 19 and 17. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest ye, ye incur sin because of him. See, if you let hatred stay in your heart, you're going to sin after a while because it's going to turn into animosity. And animosity is going to turn into bitterness, and bitterness is going to turn in. Otherwise, you're going to start doing things just like Cain did. See, that hatred stayed up so long that it called Cain to sin. It called him to break the commandments of God, thou shall not kill. He was so angry. If you get angry and, and a person push you at the right time, you're already mad at them. You're already mad at them. You're already teed off. Did y'all meet at IGA and just he said the wrong word or she said the wrong word or, or whatever? The flame is on. We call it hatred is there. Hatred is sneaky. It hides that on the inside so we can't see it. But it'll show itself. I, I, when I was in prison, I was talking to a young man who killed someone. And these are the words he told me. He said, man of God, he said, if I had one more moment to think about what I did, I would not have did it. He was in there for three life sentences. He said, if he could have thought one more time. But see, it's too late for him to think. It's too late for him to change what he did. Now he's in there for the rest of his life because he let hatred get in his heart. He was so angry. He said he was so mad. Nothing nobody would tell him would make him not lose that anger. He was just. He said he wasn't satisfied, and he thought that that that, that doing what he did, taking the life of the person, he thought that that was going to satisfy him. But now he's living with guilt. He took the life of the person. He could wrestle his life in prison, and now he got to live with guilt and let God take that guilt away. Hatred will get you in trouble. I hope I'm talking to someone. And remember, this message is not to sinners. This message is not, and they can listen too. It can help them too. But this message to church folk. This message to folk that say they've been born again, say they love the Lord, say sanctified, holy, good, filled, and fair about time, and sitting in the church hating somebody, from the pulpit to the congregation to the choir to the usher board to the trustee board, uh, 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 hating somebody, hating. It's so easy to happen. I told you it was in my heart. I was just so angry, and God let me know that it was wrong, so I had to let it go, and you got to let it go too because it'll destroy you. It'll defile you. It'll make you miss out God's glory. First John 2 and 9, whoever say he is in the light and hate his brother is still in darkness. See there again? Here you is. Thank you on your way. I walk around heaven all day. No, no, no. You think you're going to walk around heaven all day. You think you're walking in the light when you really, when God don't see you in the light. God see you in darkness because he don't send prophets. He don't send evangelist prophets. He don't send his word. He don't tell you to let that hatred go, and you still mad. You still won't let it go. Some people tell me, I go to hell for I stop hating them. Well, can I, can I serve notice? You, 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 you said a mouthful because that's exactly where you're going if you don't get rid of that hatred is hell to a place of judgment because you wouldn't listen to God. You wouldn't do it God's way. 
God forgave you, he forgave me. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And what if God hated? What if God hated us after what we did? He sent his son and we rejected him. I say we because I'm part of the human race. We rejected him, even though I wasn't the one, yet the Jews did, and we we're part of the human race. And, 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 and what if God was still angry and mad because of what they did? And he said, you know what, I'm going to make that sun get so hot. I'm going to scoff him. I'm going to burn it. It wouldn't take but a moment. God wouldn't have to turn the sun up with just a degree and burn the whole world up like paper. All he had to do in the wintertime is drop the temperature down just a little bit, and the whole world would free like a refrigerator, like a deep freezer, and we'd be frozen. It wouldn't take God long to destroy us if God were angry, if God hated us for what we did. But God, but Jesus didn't hate on the cross. Jesus could have hated her. To listen, what Jesus did for you is far greater than what you're doing for others. You're holding all that hatred, and it ain't doing no good. Out of the while, you're going to get sick. Out of the while, you, your blood pressure is going to get up. Out of the while, your heart going to get the flush rating. Out of the while, some condition going to start inside of you. You're going to pick up some tumor, uh, uh, pick, pick up some, uh, some growth on the inside, because you wouldn't let go of that hatred. Jesus had a, had, a, had a perfect right to hate because they did him wrong. But he dropped his head and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you got to do that too. You got to say, forgive them, Lord. Oh, God, help me, God. I'm mad. Be honest to God. The Bible said you'll be angry and see and not. So don't, don't, don't go try to kill, make like you don't never get angry. We all get angry. But the Bible says see and not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Okay, it's okay you were angry today, but 10 years, 5 years, 3 years, 2 months from now, you need to let it go. You need to help me let it go, God. Lord, yes, I'm mad. Tell God, you talk to him. Say, Lord, I'm mad. God even had had Jonah. Whenever Jonah ran and Jonah was sitting up on that tree that God made for him, God asked Jonah, what's wrong? Jonah said, I'm mad. God knew Jonah was mad. Jonah said, I'm mad, God, because you're showing mercy to these people. I want you to know that hatred has no end but destruction. So don't let this hatred cause you to lose out with God. Luke, Luke 14 and 26. If anyone come to me and does not hate his mother and does not, if anyone come to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brother and sister, yet even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm-hmm. You got to hate. And that hate don't mean hate to hurt in an evil way. It means to put them in second place. It can't be standing between you and God. You've got to love God uh, more than you love them. You've got to hate, in other words, hate to put them up before God. Hate them to put them first and God last. First Timothy, five, uh, I'm sorry, First John 2 and 11. But whoever hates his brother, is in darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Uh, the Bible said on that day, many are going to say, Lord, I preached in your name. I prophesied in your name. I healed in your name. He's going to say, yes, you did, but you had hatred in your heart, and you wouldn't get rid of it. I tried to send the preachers and the prophet the word. I sent my spirit to tell you to let it go. But no, you held on to it. You, you, you let it stay there until it took root. And it became made you bitter. And then you preach my word bitter. You prophesied bitter. You, you, you lay hands on people bitter. Yes, yes, you preached my word. Yes, you did all them things. But, but your work was in iniquity because those, 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 that jealousy, that hatred was iniquity. That, 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 that anger was iniquity. That murderous thoughts you had were iniquity. So you did it in iniquity. 
So we got to be so careful that we're not walking darkness thinking we're walking in the light. Proverbs 10 and 12, hatred stirred up strife, but love covers all offenses. See, when you hate, you make the matter worse. When it could have went out, when God could have fixed it, well, like a fire going out. The Bible said he that stirs in hot coals make the fire burn again. Think about what it just said now. If you ever cooked out on the grill or out in the yard and coals were going out, you take a stick and stir them for coals, out of the flame will jump back up and start burning again. This is what happens when you stir into something cause of hatred. Somebody bring up the person's name and, oh, here you go. Man, that's like stirring in the fire because they said something about somebody. And you get for the next hour talking about what they did to you and how they hurt you. And if I could kill them and get away with it, how do you, you think about what you just said in God. God up there listening to what you said. Tell me if you could kill them and get away with it. See, that right there lets you know where you're at with God. That lets you know that hatred's in your heart. And God is not pleased that he don't want you to, in other words, if God wouldn't do nothing about it and the police wouldn't lock me up, I'd kill him. Oh, they see, that displeases God because that is, that is mean, that is anger, that is bitterness, that is unforgiveness, that is uncompassionate, like you don't even care. And we got to love one another and fight them. Ain't that something? Because God loved us. He so loved us so much he gave his only begotten son. So we got to love one another too. See, you can't love without the power. That's why we need the power of the Holy Ghost. See, we get saved and we're satisfied. And then we're trying to live this Christian life just being saved. Honey, you're going to need the Holy Ghost to love folk when they do you wrong. You're going to need the Holy Ghost when folk lie on you and talk about you and say all manner of evil against you. You're going to need the Holy Ghost when they mess with your children or mess with your husband or mess with your wife or mess with your job or mess with your money or mess with your reputation. You're going to need the Holy Ghost to, 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 to let him fix it. Uh, and sometimes the only way you can fix things is to hold your peace. The Bible says follow peace with all men. Holding this without, no man should see the Lord. Sometimes you just have to follow peace. Let them raise sand. Let them raise hell. Let them act all crazy. You just hold your peace, keep your mouth still, and let the Lord fix it. Let me go on a little bit further here. It's getting good. It's getting good. Amen. We want you to take and apply this. That is, that this word is no good, and that you apply it to your life. It ain't something we take and lay on the shelf or listen to it. And and and, and the Bible said, and then when we walk away from the mirror, the Bible said the word of God is like a mirror. You know, when you walk in the mirror and you look at yourself, and you already been in the mirror three times already. And then when you get ready to go out of the house, you look at the mirror again. Why? Because you forgot how you look. And the Bible says the Word of God is the same way. When we look into the Word of God, we can't forget how we look. The Word of God will show you up. It will show you just how you look. And just like you look at a natural mirror and you see your hair or something on your face or spot or look on your clothes and see something out in the mirror, you're going to clean it off. So it is with the Word of God. When you see yourself dirty and see a spot in your life, when you see something that ain't right, then the Word of God is a mirror. It's showing you that so you can do something about it. You wouldn't walk away from the mirror and got a uh, paint on your face and walk out the door like that. No, you're going to clean it off because the mirror shows you have pain on your face. So the word of God going to show you you got hatred. The word of God going to show you got animosity. The word of God going to show you got bitterness. And the Bible says every man knows his own bitterness. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and then remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First and reconcile to your brother and then come and offer your gift. You know what we say? 
I ain't paying. I ain't gonna pay. I ain't studying. I it won't my fault. I ain't going back to. I don't care if they don't come back and and and, and I done done my part. I ain't doing nothing else. I ain't kissing this and I ain't gonna kiss that. The Bible says that if you think it didn't say it had to be true, he said if you bring your guilt to the altar and think that there's something in somebody's heart that they think you did. See, sometimes we do things and don't know we did. Sometimes we say things and don't know we said it. Sometimes we talk uh, to our wives and our husbands and short and bitter and, and, and snappy and, and disrespect them. And, and then we think it's okay because she's a wife. But a wife is a human being and the, the husband is a human being just like you is. And sometimes we say things to people or, or we repeat what somebody said to us and, and gossip. We had said we won't want to say nothing. And we repeated it and it offended them. And we would say, well, I don't care. Well, she don't never speak to no more. Well, God care. He cared that you should care. It, it concerned God that that person feel that way about you. So God said, lay your guilt. God said, I don't even want your guilt. Your, your, guilt, your guilt is not acceptable. I thank you for bringing it, but it's not acceptable. Go to that person. Find out what's wrong. I don't care whether you think it's your fault or not. Go to that person. Ask them, did I do something to you? And don't go in no mean way and no attitude either. Go with love and humility and say, listen, you've been acting kind of strangely. I thought we were friends. I thought we were brothers in the Lord. But you've been acting kind of resentful. Uh, withdraw for lately. Uh, could you tell me what's wrong? Uh, did I do something? And they may say, well, y- y- I told you something. And you went and told somebody, and it may be true that you did that. And you got to say, well, I'm sorry. I did tell you I wasn't going to tell it, but I told this person. I told them not to tell it, and they went and told it too. But, no, you promised me you weren't going to tell it. So, well, I'm sorry that I promised you something, and then I didn't keep it. Will you forgive me? And then the Bible said you'll be back on one accord with one another. This is how God would have us. As brothers and sisters, the fifth thing, Genesis 4 and 9. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother? I already mentioned that earlier. Amen. I'm going a little bit further. I don't mention that. First John 3, 14 and 15, we know that we have passed out of death unto life because we love the brother. Whoever does not love, love abide in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer had eternal life abiding him. We're back to that again. The Bible said that if you hate your brother, death abides in you. You die spiritually and don't even know it. You think you live in spiritually, but you're not. The Bible said you die spiritually and don't even know it. It said death abides in you. And you hate your brother? He said, no, that eternal life. In other words, you're not fit to walk around heaven all day. You're not fit to spend eternal life in heaven. You're fit to lose your right to the tree of life. You're fit to lose out for walk, going to heaven because you let hatred keep you out. Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and, and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with malice. We're talking about Christian people now. We've been born again. We're Christian. We will chill on the God. We, we talk so slight. We talk so slanderous. We think we can cuss when we want to cuss. We think we're going to be bitter all day long. To the world already bitter, the world already uh, uh, angry, the world already upset, the world is already full of animosity, the world already taking malice in their own hands. Rap and anger and clamor and slander in somebody's name. The world doing that, but we don't do that as Christians. We don't do that. We've been born again. 
So we got to put away being bitter. We got to put away fixing things I said when somebody do something to us. We got to put away this anger. Oh, my God, we say we've been born again. That clamor or slander, we got to put away along with all malice, all kind of different kind of anger, anger and, and, and mess coming out of our heart. We got to put that away so that we can stand before God without his responsibility. Ephesians 4 and 32, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, that God and Christ forgave you. And that's something that we are not. We're so cold, so cold-hearted toward one another, speak so cold to one another, speak so uncompassionate to one another like it doesn't mean nothing. God told us to be kind, to be nice, to be gentle, to be sweet to one another, brother and sister in the Lord. You're my brother and sister in the Lord. You and you, you're part of a spiritual family on our way to heaven, and we got to be nice. Cussing me out is not kind. Talking ugly to me is not kind. Raising your voice with a pitch and saying a root for thing is not kind. But be kind, he say. And look that word up when you get a chance and see what it means. It has it says a lot of things. Be kind one to another. As I have been to you. Jesus was kind to us. Enough to die on the cross that we might have a right to the tree of life. To come down here and give us eternal, uh, to make us part of the, the royal family of God, to adopt us into the royal family. That's a very kind thing to do. Matthew 5 and 22. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother will, will be liable in judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the counselor. Whoever says you fool will be liable to the hellfire. Do you not know? that you cannot even call your brother a fool. For the Bible says you're in danger of going to hell. You're in danger of hell fire. That alone can make you have a, a, a bad relationship with God. That alone can bring a reproach against you with God. He said if you say if you call your, you can only, can't even, the Bible says you can't even call your brother a, a, a fool. God don't even want you to call it one another a fool. I don't care about what you feel like, what you think. Keep it to yourself. Calling your brother a fool endangers you to be judged by God. And the Bible says it endangers you to hellfire. Be liable of hellfire. In other words, you'll lose out with God. Leviticus 19. I hope you're getting these strips. I hope they, they'll clean you. The Bible said we'll clean through the word that I've spoken to you. They just do what's never what I said. Now, my words can't clean you. They might excite you. They might entice you. But my words can't clean you. But these words I'm speaking to you, if you would apply them to your life, they will clean you. Uh, 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 Clorox sometimes can clean and, and, and Tide sometimes can clean and shout out. Sometimes can clean, but it can't clean you like the word of God. One thing about it, when the word gets through, there won't be no stain left. So apply the word to your life, to your soul, that they might cleanse it. You should not hate your brother in your heart, but you should reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. And we read that earlier. First John 4, 19 and 20, we love because we first love us. We love because he first loved us. If anyone say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar, but he who does not love his brother who he had seen cannot love God, whom he have never seen. Amen. First Peter four and eight. 
Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Said love covers a multitude of sin. Yes. Don't be so quick to reveal nobody's sin. Be so quick to expose nobody when they do wrong. But the Bible said love them, love covered. Jesus, what Jesus did, his love for us covered all our sin. Love will cover a multitude. This is not one sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. You, the Bible said doing to others, you have others to do to you. You want your sin covered whenever you do wrong. So why do you want to be so uh, uh, un, unjust to others when they come short of God's glory? Stay with me. First John two and nine to eleven. First John two. It says, "Whoever says he is in the light and hated brother is still in darkness. Whoever loved his brother, and different writers said it different ways, so that's why you might hear me repeating it over. But it's good anyway. You know, sometimes we we can eat the same thing over and over with." But the word of God is good even when we eat it over and over. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no call for stumbling. But whosoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walk in darkness and does not know where he is going because he is in the dark. He has, he has blinded his own eyes. And see, God keeps saying this because he doesn't want you to stand before him one day thinking that you're okay and you ain't. And that's what the word comes for. That's what our job is preaching, to get you ready now. You can't get ready after you get there. You've got to get ready now. You can't stand before God and then decide that you did something wrong and ask the Lord, forgive me. If you don't get it right here on earth, you can't get it right in heaven. It's got to be done now. You've got to get rid of those spots and blemishes in your life now. When you do it now, you ought to worry about it, doing it later. Go, God was will take care of all that when you're standing before God without any spots or wrinkles. Be angry, Ephesians 4 and 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. No, you don't have the right to still be angry next year or next week or next month. God wants the sun go. God wants you to right now. In other words, don't let that thing stay there a long time. Why? Because any seed in the ground that stay long, now you can put a seed in the ground and take it up in five minutes, it ain't did nothing. You might could put a seed in the ground and, 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 and let it stay there an hour, it ain't did nothing. But if you let a seed stay in the dirt, eventually it's going to start sprouting. It's going to start taking root and it's going to start growing. And this is what happened when you leave anger there. It began to sprout. It began to take root. It turned into animosity. It turned into bitterness. It turned into hatred. And that next thing you know, you're out of, out of your character. Amen. You done acted out of your character. And now you're hating somebody. And can't stop hating them. And the sun come up and you're still hating them. You see them. You dodge them. You go on the next aisle or you see the phone when they call you. You want to answer the phone. Oh, there'll be signs that the hatred there. There'll be signs that it's there. And when you get them signs, do something about it. Matthew 5 and 44, but I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Oh, my. Now, this one here is one that we do not do. We don't fail that. If, it, if I gave that test to most Christians, they'd be failed out right there. Love your enemy. 
and pray for those who despitefully use you. How often do you find people praying for someone who despitefully use you? Lord, kill them, Lord. Lord, let the car back up on, Lord. Lord, let them fall and break the neck, God. Let them fall off a building, God. Let them get shot accidentally, God. Let them swallow something and choke while they're eating, God. That's the attitude that we have, but that's not the attitude God wants us to have. God wants us to pray. Pray for them anyway. God, have mercy on them, Lord. Yes, they're talking about me. Yes, they're hanging my name on the sideboard. Yes, they did this, this, and yes, they did that, God. But have mercy on them, Lord, and let them see themselves, God. Let them come to their reality, Lord. Let them realize they're doing me wrong, God, and come back and apologize. You open up their eyes and their understanding, Lord. You be merciful to them, God. That's the prayer that God wants you to pray for them. And they're your enemy. I ain't say you got to pray that they get a new home. Lord, give them a house and a car. Give them a big no. That's not the prayer he wants you to pray. He wants you to pray that he, his judgment, that, that, he, that they will be, be, that they'll find out they're wrong before his judgment come on them and cause them to leave here and his soul don't even be right. So God wants you to be merciful with them just like he was merciful with you. John 4 and 20. And we read that earlier. If anyone say, I love God and hate his brother, think about it. God keeps saying this over again. If anyone say that I love God and I hate his brother, he is a liar. I was at a funeral, and I preached that funeral. And I don't know, I don't usually preach funerals that way, but that way I talked about forgiveness and hatred and bitterness and animosity and when the service was over with, his brother came to me and told me that, that he was a Christian man, too. And the other brother, he ain't, he ain't saved, but they fell out. Something happened, and they fell out and had animosity in the heart one toward the other. And there were issues there, and they ain't spoke to one another. He was 17 years. But when he heard the word of God that day in the, in, in, at the funeral, he came to him with tears in his eyes and said, he's going right now to his brother's house. And his brother lived a long way away. He said, I'm going to the house and apologize right now. I ask him to forgive me. He said, I'm the bigger. Somebody got to be the bigger person. Sometimes people may not come back to you and say they're sorry. And you sitting around holding that stuff in your heart. They're going on with their life. They could care less. They hurt you. Sometimes you just got to ask God to forgive them for what they've done to you. Give, let it go and go on. You keep sitting around thinking they're going to come back and, and, and apologize. They're going to go and buy you a gift for something and come back and say they're wrong for what they did to you. Do you know not, know not that most folks, unless they truly, truly been born again, truly got Jesus working in them to the fullness and not coming back and say they're sorry. And here it is, done stole your joy. And here it is, your blood pressure up. You're taking medicine now. Call to what they said to you and ain't come back to say they're sorry. Let it go. It's over with. It's past. Let that go and go on. They gone on, so you let it go. And you go on. You go on. And don't let it hold you back no more. Genesis 37 and 4. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Y'all know that story. See, sometimes we can make our children hate one another or even some members hate other members because we show favoritism. Favoritism can bring on hatred. It can bring on jealousy. It can bring on animosity because Jacob know that he had more than, that Joseph was more than one son. My mama always told me. My mama always was that way. My mother had, we, mama, we had 10 children. 
And if my mama couldn't buy 10 drinks, she didn't buy no drink. She didn't buy no drink with one or two of the three, and then the, and the other did without. She either bought for everyone or she didn't buy for any. That's the way my mother was. She, she, and that's the way we ought to be. And we, 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 we should not brag on one member in the church while other members in the church working so hard, lifting one up while other down, lifting up our children, lifting our, our girl up and our boys up and by the other children in the house. He brought Joseph a coat of many colors, but he didn't buy the other boys no coat. And they hated Joseph. The Bible said they hated him so much to murder him. They would have murdered him if one of the brothers had not stopped him. They put him in a pit. They were going to murder him. But, but, but to keep the blood from being on their hand, they sold him into Egypt. The hatred, because he was gifted, because he was blessed. Some people hate you because you're blessed. Some people hate you because you're gifted. Some people hate you because you're an apostle. Some people hate you because God has blessed you and opened up doors for you that he didn't open up for them. But God has just gave you venues after venues. Doors after doors, blessing after blessing. You don't found favor with people, and they ain't got that favor. Oh, I ought to be doing that. I should be in charge of that. I should be in charge of that radio broadcast. Not her, not him, not them, because I'm anointed. Well, if God wanted you to be part of it, he would open up a door. He would have gave you favor. And if he ain't got that, just wait, and maybe it's later on after a while, he will. And if he don't, just be thankful and grateful, and don't be jealous of nobody else. Don't be jealous of nobody else's blessings. Don't be jealous of God opening up doors for somebody else. And he hated, and he hated him. Hated him because he was blessed. Hated him because he was anointed. Hated him because he was gifted. So don't, 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 don't favor one child above another. Don't favor one member above another, one pastor toward another. If you got more than one preacher in the church preaching, don't get up and stand up for one and sit down on the rest of them or stand up for for the rest and then sit down on that one. It makes that person feel bad, and it called them to begin to pick up things in their heart that ain't not right. Let us go a little further. And it's good to know that the Word of God cleanses. I hope somebody's feeling clean this evening, but I'm getting clean more of my own self. We ain't made it to heaven yet. Uh-huh, people talking about, yeah, people can still get on your last nerve. Oh, people can still bring anger out in you. So that's why we got to stay in the Word. Now, and I just said this, uh, Genesis 27. Now, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing which he had father had blessed him. And Esau said to him, the day of mourning for my father, I approach you. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Because Jacob sneakily and cunningly went and got Esau's birthright, because that birthright could only be given to one person. It couldn't be taken back, given to some another. Once it's given, it's given, and it can't be taken back, and it can't be given to nobody else. And Jacob had gave the birthright. Jacob, uh, Jacob gave the birthright to, 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 to Jacob. Uh, Esau gave, uh, Jacob gave the birthright to, jo- to him because he was cunning. Jacob was cunning. Jacob gave the birthright to, to, to Jacob, uh, Joseph, uh, excuse me, let me slow down. Isaac gave the birthright to Jacob because Jacob was cunning. He deceitfully made his daddy think that he was Esau. And by doing so, he gave him the blessing. Now, Esau is angry. He hates him. He want to kill him. Yes, that's what happened. You got to be careful when people do things that tell you that you don't let hatred build up and make you want to kill them. Matthew 5, 43, you have heard that it was said, you should love your neighbor 
and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Wow, listen to that. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and send rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collector do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? We got some Christians just hanging around Christians. They'll do for Christians. They go out their way for Christians, but they won't do nothing for sinners because they think that when they got saved, God wrote them off from sinners. Didn't you hear what the scripture just said? When it rained, it rained on the sinner and it rained on the saints. Do you hear what I say? When the sun shines, it shines on the sinner and it shines on the saints. So that's what we got to do. It, get rid of this animosity. Get rid of this mess we got in our heart. We're treating sinner, our family member that ain't saved. We got the audacity to look down on them. You won't save one time. You would not save one time. You shouldn't. You should not even feel it. You wasn't saved one time. You used to do the thing they do. You used to drink beer. You used to run around and fool around with somebody, husband and wife. You used to commit adultery. You used to do drugs. Now why did you save all of a sudden? You want to treat the other family member that's doing them thing now, making a looking down on them. I don't even go around them. I don't even hang around them. I don't have nothing to do with them. I don't even go to the family union because them unsaved. They unsaved. They that bothers me because they smoke them cigarettes and do that drug. You used to do it. Don't be forgetful that you were there one time, and you got to keep a positive attitude. You got to love your unsaved family member. You got to love them in spite of. Just like God signed the sun on the right and the, un- and the unright, and it rained on the right and the unright, you got to do the same. You got to love the unjust as well as you love the judge. You got to love the you got to love the rights of folk, Christian folk, just the sinner the same way. And you need to go in and talk to some of your Christian cousins, some of your sinful cousins that needed the nephew, and hanging around the church so much they don't even seen you. And then when they do see you, act like you better than they are. But you need to come down off your high horse. And realize that God has no respect to a person. God didn't say you to have respect to a person. Actually, he said you to humble yourself so you could go and reach them and let them know that the same God say you would say them too. Luke 6 and 27. But I say to you, who hear, who, who hear love your enemy, do good to those who hate you, and bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Oh, my God. Pray for those that abuse me? Man, I need to read that script again, y'all. You may think I just did that. I didn't bring I didn't make this script up. This is what it says. But I say to you who here, love your enemy. It speaks for itself. Do good to those who hate you. Quit doing evil to people that hate you. Quit talking about people that hate you. The Bible says that if you're going to do them the same way they do you, what good have you? If you only love folk that love you, if you only give the folk that give to you, if you only do for folk that do for you, the Bible says what more than you did a sinner. The sinner do that much. But as a Christian, you got to go the extra mile. For a Christian, you got to take stuff that you didn't want to take. Hello? As a Christian, you got to take... I, I did not know that I had to learn that hard. I've been with serving God over 40 some years. And when I, God started teaching me how I had to take stuff 
even when I wasn't even wrong, even when I was in the right, I had to take stuff that I didn't even want to take. I had to hold my peace when I wanted to say something. They were talking about put a watch over my I didn't want to put nothing on my mouth. I wanted to let them know how I felt, and I couldn't. God wouldn't let me say nothing. He made me hold my peace, and they were just scandalizing my name, speaking so much evil in my name. I wanted to go to the house and ask them why they were doing it. I wanted to get in my car and go right where they were and stop worrying. God wouldn't let me. Because he said, visit the mind, said the Lord. I will repay. So I want you to know that God will repay. He'll do it for you every time. He'll repay your enemy. See, but listen, if you try to fix it, you let hatred get all in your heart. Then you start taking matters in your hand. Guess what? God's going to back up. Now, after a while, uh, uh, you're going to be you in the natural now. You're in the flesh. So now you're on Satan territory. You, 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 you're on his ground now. Now the things you do are going to reflect. They're going to have a, 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 a retroaction. They're going to be like a boomerang effect. Everything go up, God come down. If you throw a ball against the wall, it ain't actually going to come back and hit you. It might hit somebody else. Everything you do has a domino effect to it when you're in the flesh. And the Bible said, he that fight with the sword, die by the sword. Once you start taking matters in your own hand, going trying to fix it, you said, taking brothers to court. The Bible said that we are not to take our brothers to court. We are not to take our sisters to court because this is what the world do. The Bible said, do you not know that one day you're going to judge angels? Now, you're going to judge an angel one day in heaven. You're going to judge, what do you mean judge angels? You're going to judge the fallen angel that fell with Satan, that sinned and come short of God's glory. And any other evil angels that go along with them, you're going to stand and sit with the Lord and judge angels. He said, now, if you're going to judge angels one day, can you not judge a little matter like this? Do you want to take somebody to court because they, they got your bed or your shovel or your hoe or your living room suit? Let them keep that living room suit so God can give you a blessing and give you another living room suit. Let them have whatever they got. Don't you take them to court for that car. They more cars. I saw a lot of cars when I passed the other day. Come mighty highway, car lot full of cars. Don't let a car cause you to lose your soul. Don't let a car cause you to lose out with God. Don't let a car cause you to lose your blessings. So what? Mama didn't leave it for you. So what? She should have left you that living room suit, or she should have left you that field in the backyard, or she should have left you that piece of acre land. But if she didn't love your brother anyway, you ain't talking to them because. Uh, 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 something was left in the wheel that you thought that should have been yours, and now you're walking around with animosity and bitterness in your heart, wanting to speak to your family. Do you not know that we got to love one another more than material things? you got to love your sisters and brothers and family members uh, more than you, more, more than that refrigerator they got, that lawnmower. But, Pastor, that was a zero-turn lawnmower, and it was one of them big lawnmowers. I don't care. It ain't worth you losing out with your family members. And that zero-turn and anything else that turn, your love for one another is more important the material thing. Let it go. Go and tell them you're sorry for not speaking to them all the years because something was left in the wheel and, and, and y'all fighting over it because you thought it ought to have been yours. This is what this when you find out who saved. This when you find out who's been born again and whenever the wheel red. And then all of a sudden, my God, them folks you thought were saved, if horns come up on the head, you're like, my God, I thought she was saved. Cussing and saying all kind of ugly things, ready to pull out the knife and gun and fight over a living room suit, over a dining set, over two or three cars in the backyard. It's not worth it. We've got to search ourselves. We've got to have an inventory ourselves. 
Matthew, last verse, Matthew 21 to 24. You have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder, and whosoever murder will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment already. I'm going to close with that. The Bible says you ain't got to murder nobody. If you're angry with your brother without a call, you've already killed him. See, this is what murder comes from. It comes from being angry. And the anger turns into animosity. Animosity turns into bitterness. And the bitterness turns into murder. This is how people are killed. They are killed because hatred grows. How many know that hatred will grow? And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm through with my scripture. But I don't know who I'm talking to, but God said, tell you, don't let it grow. God said, it's about to take root, and you don't even know it. God said, it looked like it's not, but God said, it's fit to take root. And once it take root, the Bible said, be careful. Let a root of bitterness spring up in you. Do you not know it's bad when a root of bitterness spring up in you? Because it'll make you a bitter person. So who's going to eat anything bitter? Who, who, who would really know that something was bitter and spoil and eat it? Now, you belong to God, and God want to use you to serve the nation. He want to use you for other people to eat your life. He want to use you that you might be the instrument in his hand for other people to eat. And ain't nobody going to eat nothing spoiled. If you get bitterness in you, people can't eat your life. If you get bitterness in you, you can't inspire nobody. If you get bitterness in you, you can't draw nobody. If you get bitterness in you, you can't influence nobody. So I say to the radio world, whoever you may be, and I'm even speaking to myself because I have to put a guard on myself because I get angry sometimes, and I find myself. And the Bible says, he that is slow to he that is, the Bible says, he that is subtly angry is not wise. Because, see, sudden anger gets you in trouble. Because in just a moment, like I told you about the man in prison, that's a moment. He said in just a moment he had killed the man. And now he can't take to bring the man back. And they ain't going to let him out of prison. How many know it only take a moment for you to pull out a knife? Take a moment for you to pull out a gun. Take a moment for you to take somebody's life. Take a moment for you to assault somebody, hurt somebody. And now you got a record for the rest of your life. Oh, it's easy to slap somebody. Oh, hello. When you got anger in your heart, that anger build up. It's easy to slap somebody. I was so angry one day. I was so angry about this person on my job. He had made me so mad. He kept, I mean, every day he was doing the same thing, threatening what he'll do this, he'll do that. And I had just made up my mind. I said, God is on tonight. I said, God it is. I said, God, if he said, I was, I was in harm way. I was in a dangerous place. I said, God, if he say something tonight, I'm going upside his head. I said, forgive me, Lord. I know that it's wrong. I said, but I done had enough. I said, if he opened his mouth before he can finish the word, I'm going to slap him. I mean, that's what the devil was telling me to do. I got on the job that night. Uh, honey, could I tell you something? That man acted more like a Christian than I did. I was so ashamed in my spirit. He didn't know it. I got on the job that night, thought he was going to come and, and, and start talking. He was talking about his family. He told me how he had been in the military, all the stuff he'd been in Afghanistan, all the things that had happened. He was laughing and smiling, and he was just fellowshipping with me and in the conversation, you know, about that. And I'm sitting there. Uh, mad at my own self that I was so angry. I'm so, I'm just so let down. I said, Lord, the Lord had to show me who I was. He had to show me how wrong I was. I'm like, oh, God, forgive me, Lord. Here this man is sitting here, and I'm just talking about I'm ready to slap the man. I'm ready to fight the man. Here I am, a Christian. Here I am, a, a, a preacher. 
Here I am, a pastor. I'm going to be leading the people, and I'm going to let anger get in my heart. Yeah, I see, see, I took it to heart. You can't take it to heart. You can't take these things to heart because they will, they will take root and grow. I hope I'm talking to somebody in the radio world. I, I, I'm, everybody that is listening, don't let it take root. Don't let bitterness take root because the bitterness is going to turn into animosity. It's going to turn into bitterness. It's going to turn into hatred, and you're going to act upon it, and it's going to leave a mark on your rep. It's going to mess with your reputation. You see what I'm saying? Look at how on television these different actors uh, 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 lose it. And they go off and do something, and uh, and now and now their reputation messed up because they allow a moment, a rage, a moment of frustration, to call them to get up and slap somebody while they're up there talking because they said something that they thought that they shouldn't have said about their family member. It's so easy to allow anger to control us. So I pray that this message have. It certainly has found me. It has found somebody right where you're sitting. Ask yourself, is anger controlling me? Am I controlling anger? Be blessed. Apostle. God bless you, Apostle. Like me, that word was Would you give the radio audience a prayer, especially to help them deal with anger and lack of self-control? Including Precious Father. Precious Father, thank you for your grace, because we can't make it without it, O oh God. The Bible says, he that thinks he's standing, be careful lest he fall. So help us to stay humble, O oh God, and think that we ain't made it. Paul said, I have not attained. We ain't tamed. We ain't got there yet, God. We all can We all can still make mistakes. We all can come short of your glory. We, 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 we ain't made it to heaven yet, God. So I ask you to help those people who who out there, God, who may not control their anger. Uh, help those folk who who lacking self control, God. They serving you. They representing you, God. But they keep losing it, Lord. The Bible says, "He he that is slow to anger is like a city that had no wall." Uh, and when a city ain't got no wall, the enemy can come in and attack it any kind of way, God. When we ain't got no walls around our spirit, oh God, then the enemy can make us cuss. He can make us uh, so angry that we, we would hurt somebody or take matters in our own hands. So be with that person that is short-tempered. Be with that person that is lacking self-control. Be with that person that got anger in them. Be with that person that got hatred in them, oh God. And let your word find all of us tonight, God. All of us, from me, God, even though I preached it, let it find me too, God. Let it help me not to be angry. Let it help me not to let bitterness be in me. Let it help me not to hold on to grudges and animosity. What is done is done. Let it help me to let go. Let them let go. Somebody need to let go, God. They're holding on to it. They want to, They don't want to let go. But you sent your word tonight for them to let go, God. No matter how old they are. So we, we like to have feeling them accord, God. Look how long it took them to get over that too. Over a hog. Over an animal. Over a livestock. They fought God over an animal and took the lives of so many to realize, oh, God, when they're all over it, that, 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 that the person didn't even steal the animal. And help us not to have that kind of uh, 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 grudge in our heart like the Hatfield and the McCoy did, God, holding on to something so long to find out that they won't even worth it. you blessed now. Bless the word of really your world and everyone that is listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good to me. More than this whole world, are you could ever be? 
I forgot to ask you, did you have any closing remarks you would like to say? No, we're good. All right, thank you. You're welcome. I'll have some good days. I'll have some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. And some lonely nights. But when I I 
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.